0: If your life was facing addiction to OxyContin, you dropped out of college and you had very little options, I guess your life could go one of two ways. And for a lot of people, unfortunately, their life goes what we would probably term the wrong way. But my guest this week, Daniel Blue, uh, chose to take life in a different direction. And he has quite an inspiring story about how he's gone from that situation. To running a very successful financial education company with seven-figure income and has really changed and turned his life around. Uh, He's now a Forbes.com contributor, author of an Amazon bestseller, and has his own uh, very successful podcast as well. I think you're going to enjoy this episode. You're listening to the REI Branded Podcast, helping you build your real estate personal brand. If you want to stand out from the crowd, attract the right leads, right partners, and right clients every time, you're in the right place. My name is Paul Kompcutter, and each week, we'll be looking to decode and uncover what makes you, the real estate business owner, brandtastic. Each episode is intended to be valuable, cut to the chase, and actionable, so you can spend less time marketing your business and still get the results you want. Thank you for listening. Now let's get to work on making you Brandtastic. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the REI Branded Podcast. Uh, and I'm excited to introduce you to my guest today. Um, although he had a, quite a, an incredible start to life, or certainly in his teen years at 19 years old, he was addicted to OxyContin and just had his first daughter. He dropped out of college and had little options in life. And from there, he built a future from scratch, now owning a seven-figure business and raising a beautiful family with his wife and daughters. My guest this week, Daniel Blue, runs a business called Quest Education that focuses on helping people learn how to make money tax-free, pay off debt, get capital to grow their business, and have more control over their 401ks and IRAs. Daniel knows that when he was struggling and alone, if he had only had a better understanding of how finances worked and the options in front of him to get ahead, he could win his life back. And That's obviously what he did, and that is what Quest Education is all about. Uh, Daniel is also a contributor to Forbes.com and author of the Amazon bestseller *Blueprint: Print, Blueprint, to Your Best Retirement, and is also co-host of his own podcast, How Winners Win. So welcome, Daniel.
1: Paul, appreciate the uh, introduction. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, so kick us off. Yeah, that's an incredible start, early start to life. What What was the turning point that got you away from... I mean, we're obviously in headlines right now. OxyContin is a big, big topic. And obviously, there's a lot of people that are addicted. Unfortunately, a lot of people dying from it. Um, and you didn't go down that that route. So how did you... What was the turning point? What got you away from being an addict to, to finding a solution?
1: Yeah, before I answer that question, Paul, let me kind of paint a, a clearer picture for the audience. So when I was 18 years old, there's three things that happened in my life that were life-changing. One, I dropped out of college. Society told me to go to school, but I had no plan. I just went to school and because that's what I was told to do. But you know, like a lot of people listening right now, maybe college isn't for you or you're just like, I don't need college. Right. That's the beauty of entrepreneurship. So I dropped out of college. And then, two, I ended up getting addicted to Oxycontin at 18 years old. And then I ended up getting um, my mother or my daughter's mother pregnant. Right. So, three big changes, right? You drop out of college, you get addicted to drugs, and you get a woman pregnant. Right. So, all this happened at 18 years old. And if you go back, our childhoods tell a lot about us. Right. If you're dealing with trauma, um, just some kind of dis- disappointment, right? Like we all have it. It's not like I'm special, right? You have it, Paul. Someone listening has it. You've been through some stuff. And uh, for, for me, my parents got divorced when I was 12. My dad ended up leaving to Mexico and moving there permanently when I was 12 years old. And prior to that, we were really close. Um, so that was a, a monumental moment because now it's just my mom and I. And uh, you know, I don't have that father figure in my life to show me how to tie a tie and, and change the oil in the car and, and just little things like that. So you know, that was a, an interesting point in time. And, and I battled with some um, just uncertainty. And, and, you know, when there's divorces, kids like to blame themselves, right? Like, well, maybe it's my fault that mom and dad aren't together, right? You're you're just so young, right? So a lot of that was a big reason, Paul, why I ended up getting involved with Oxycontin. You know, I want, I wanted to mask it. And uh, it was really tough because for a few years, I was highly addicted to Oxycontin. And for those who do not know, and Paul referenced it. You have these huge pharmaceutical companies that are getting blasted and having to settle billions of dollars for essentially killing people, legally killing people, because OxyContin is heroin in the form of a pill. It's super addicting. And uh, it's very expensive. You know, At the time, this was 0809 that I was a, a heavy user. I was paying $80, $60 a pill every single day. Um, I was making money in sales at 18 years old. When I dropped out of college, I I found sales as a a path where I could make a good income. And uh, that's how I was able to pay for my habit. Um, But then people in Canada can relate to this, just like the United States, what happened in 2008? The Great Recession, right? I bought a house at the height of the market. You know, I'm making six figures. I'm 18 years old. I'm like, let's buy a house. That sounds great. And I was just so naive. I bought at the height of the market. Uh, ended up losing my house, um, ended up buying a Range Rover at 18, lost that, uh, right? So I'm just spiraling downhill. And uh, I remember to answer your question, um, you know, what was something that the turning point for me was Thanksgiving Day. It was 2009, my daughter was six months old. And at that point that day, Uh, I was trying to find pills that day and and no one was picking up the phone. All of the people that I would be able to call and and get what I needed, they weren't picking up the phone. Imagine that, they're hanging out with their friends and family for Thanksgiving dinner and they're not answering their phone. So I start realizing I'm not gonna get my fix. And there's probably a good chance if you're listening to this right now, you know someone that's been addicted to pills. And when you don't get the pills, you start getting sick. You literally start getting flu-like symptoms. You get the chills, you start throwing up. So I knew me not getting my fix that day, what was coming. I knew the next day I was going to get sick and I was just going to go through that whole process. And I remember being in my car and I started thinking to myself, I turned the car off and I just, for the first time, I actually had a real honest conversation where I sought the truth. And I'm just like, man, my daughter's six months old. Like, wh- What am I doing with my life? At this time, I'm 20 years old. I'm like, I'm a loser. Like, Is this the life that I want my daughter to see? when she's 3 years old, when she's 5 years old, when she's 10 years old. Right now, she's 6 months old, and she doesn't know her dad as a deadbeat you know, piece of crap. But she's going to find that out soon. And that's the truth. That's who I was at that point in time. So immediately the next day, I start putting things into motion, uh, where I ended up moving to Las Vegas to just change my scenery, change my environment, and give myself a shot at being clean. And uh, I've, I've been clean for about 12 years now. And that's how long I've lived in Las Vegas.
0: Congratulations on that. How, so that um, there's a question. Your, your daughter's probably what about 12, 12 years old now. I yeah, guess.
1: yeah.
0: So how do you handle telling her that story or her having exposure to that story? Because you're very open with it, and we appreciate that, and really appreciate you being so frank and honest with it. How do you handle that with her? You know, that's a,
1: that's a great question because there's another element to it. Just, you know, keeping it real with everyone. Um, We all have certain things that we regret. And one of the things I regret is I was not there at the hospital when she was born. I was so high that I just wasn't even there. And I wasn't there the next day. I wasn't there the following day. It took two weeks for me to actually be in her life. And I've been in her life every single day since. I I, I get along with her mom and, uh, you know, she's actually living with me right now. Um, We took her to school this morning. Um, She's in uh, seventh grade. So, I mean, we're, we're really close and we see her all the time. Um, but that's a conversation I, I haven't had with her either. It hasn't been brought up. So that topic, you know, just keeping it real with you, Paul, hasn't been brought up, but it's not one that I'm going to shy from, right? She's going to be 13 years old in February. You know, you start hearing different things like drugs and you know things like that. So, you know, that'll be a conversation that I won't shy from. Uh, It's just I want it organically to to come up. Um, And and I I do feel like we're getting closer to the age where she's going to be able to understand that. And the biggest thing I want her to just remember and get out of that conversation is is we mess up. We fail. So what? Like if you wake up the next day and you can open up your eyes and, and put your two feet down, like God's giving you another chance to make a difference, to make an impact in someone's life. So move on. Like we all fail. What are you going to do? Beat yourself up, right? You, that's not going to serve anyone. So you have to be able to learn from your st- mistakes, move on, and, and be able to learn from those failures. Because I'm ultimately a better person today because of the huge failures that I made in the past. It sucks, but it's, it's who I am.
0: And is that part of how you see somebody being able to build a strong mindset?
1: Having, yeah, I, I feel like the tougher, the tougher the shit you deal with. Like the harder it is, the more it's pushing you to the limit, the more stress, the more anxiety, typically on the other side of that struggle is success, right? And it's not a secret, you know, all of the high achievers in this world, sports, musicians, business owners, they all have their story, right? Like they all have their, I went through X and I was able to achieve Y, right and and they use that as motivation, they use that as leverage they they have a sad story. you have a sad story too, Paul. you went through some shit. I'm sure whoever's listening to this too has their own sad story. so like what are you gonna do? are you gonna use that sad story that failure as a way to become better and define yourself as a better human being, or are you gonna use it to just keep you down and keep keep you small minded?
0: do you see i I would find or at least I see or it feels like society today there's more of that supporting of pushing yourself down versus lifting people up the, the default seems to be and we see it on social media kind of what i'm referring to is the the immediate reaction is to put somebody down or to keep them down because then it makes you feel slightly better so is it more of do you think it's more of a challenge now if you were going through this this now versus Back in 2008, 2009, do you think you might have more of a challenge getting through it? Or do you think it's down to the individual? It's partly, you know, not DNA, but partly who the person is.
1: I, I think uh, I think you said it. It's who we are. We're wired to think about it. That, that bully, we've all been bullied, right? Like that bully that kind of bullied you around in school, they only did it because they had a messed up home. They were insecure about themselves. They were projecting their own bad shit onto you. Right. So, like that's just the way humans have been for years and years and years. Now it's just amplified because of social media. So now it's on you to know when to tune that out, to know when to dismiss when people say certain things about you. Right? Like that, that is one thing to your point that I see a lot more from social media from other entrepreneurs, from other people that I talk to where they're just so afraid of failing. They're so afraid of what other people are going to think about them. And a lot of that has to do with because everyone's life is on social media. But at the end of the day, it's your life. It's your goals. It's 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 you and and what you were set to do on this earth. And why are you going to let someone who is just having a bad day, who is not happy with themselves, who has their own insecurities project themselves onto you and bring you down with them.
0: What what else do you recommend people should be doing to build a, a stronger, resilient mindset?
1: You know, the first thing that comes to myself is building self-worth. And I'm not saying wake up in the morning and tell yourself all of these affirmations, affirmations work. I, I believe in them. I believe they're a tool. However, it's about confidence. And the way you can develop confidence is by keeping the promises you make to yourself. And if you can keep promises that you make to yourself, you inherently build up your self-worth. If you tell yourself you're going to go to the gym tomorrow and you don't do it, you feel like shit. If you tell yourself you're going to read that book over the weekend and you don't do it, there's a little part of you that's just like, man, you lying son of a gun. like really, you know, and you just dismiss it, right? So it's just the little things. And if you can get good at committing and telling yourself, you're going to do something, maybe it's doing a video, right? You're scared to get on camera, you're scared to do content. You're, you're a realtor and and you know, you need to do more video content to sell more homes. You need to build a better brand, but you're afraid of what people are going to say. But if you say to yourself, I'm going to do a video tomorrow and you don't do it. Now your subconscious is like, yeah, you're right. You're not worth it. Like, you know, you're not meant for this. But if you do it, you're just like, dude, that wasn't as bad as I thought. Like, and you start to get some swag, you start to get confidence. And then if someone says some stupid shit to you, you're just like, I don't care. Like, I'm doing me. Like, I don't even care about what you're saying. You, you, that's that's what I found personally work, works good for me.
0: How were you able to do that when you moved to Las Vegas, you had that change of scenery, you had a new circle of people. What were the steps that you took? Did you get help? Um, did you look at you know, programs? I mean, you mentioned other successful people. Were you able to tap into to resources like that? What, what sort of steps did you take?
1: So we can't ever forget that we're all one, one relationship away from leveling up, right? Making more money, seeing more success with your business, having uh, a, a promotion, getting a new job. Right. Like so whatever you want to do better within your life, you're one relationship away from making that happen. And that one relationship that might not even be that one relationship that gets you to the next level. But that one relationship is a spider web. You meet that person and that person meet, you know, introduces you to this person and that person introduces you, introduce you to that person. And then it's like, oh, that was cool. Like that one person opened up a bunch of doors for you. Right. So a big reason why I've been able to get to a point where. I'm a college dropout. I'm not your typical financial, um, you know, uh, expert, quote unquote, that helps people with their finances. Like it's pretty wild to think that you know we've got uh, customers in all fifty states, got over a thousand of them that, that trust us with you know setting up four hundred one ks and iras and things of that nature. So I'm not your typical like Wall Street kind of person. Um, however, networking and relationships have been a big reason I've been able to get to where I'm at today. So back to your question. You know, when I was down and out, I went from owning a Range Rover, owning a house. I lost both of those. Moved to Las Vegas. I'm driving a Mazda 3. It's a 2006 Mazda 3. And my confidence is shot. And my my swag is gone. Um, At this point, I'm only seeing my daughter every other weekend. So I'm having a drive from Las Vegas to St. George, Utah. It's two hours, one way. So I, I was at a low point and I just started with the basics. I started with seeking out relationships with other people that were in a good place mentally. Right. They, they had good relationships. They had good health. Um, they had a good mindset. If you surround yourself with, with people that think like shit, well, it's simple. How do you think you're going to think? Right. You know, so like who are you surrounding yourself with? What does your environment look like? And it's just small wins. It's just consistently putting yourself in the right place at the right time and controlling what you can control. You know, that's when I really started focusing on my health and and, and waking up consistently and, and doing little things like, okay, I'm gonna go on a run tomorrow. Guess what? I did a run. All right, good. That builds up my self-worth. My confidence goes up. And you just do that little by little by little. It doesn't have to be the gym. It, it could be anything, right? Just tell yourself you're gonna do it and you do it. And if you keep doing it, you're going to keep building equity within yourself, where that confidence keeps going up.
0: And it's an interesting thing because, I mean, if you th- if you think about from an addict and a college dropout, and you're in, you're helping people with their financial futures, I, I realize from a background because you didn't, you know, if you'd known that yourself, you might have made made different choices. But how did you get into something like? Quest Education, how did you even get into finances um, and with the the kind of uh, the credibility that tends to need to go with that kind of uh, service. I just wanted to take a moment to talk to you about strategy and how you can use a one-page document to really lay out the plans, the vision, the values, and the steps that you need to implement an effective strategy for your business. It's a free one-page sheet that you can download from my website. If you just go to the bottom of any of the podcast episodes in October of 2021, uh, then you'll see a form at the bottom of that uh, podcast episode, and you can download the form there. Enjoy. Back to the show.
1: yeah so when i got involved in the sales at 18 years old got involved into the real estate coaching space and so i was rubbing shoulders with a lot of real estate investors uh and the concept of using your retirement accounts invest in real estate was introduced to me i remember people talking about they use their ira and 401k to flip a house they use their ira or 401k to purchase a rental house i'm like wait what i I thought retirement accounts were just for stocks like i didn't think you could use your retirement accounts invest in the real estate So that was was open. That opened up my eyes. I'm like, okay, that's a really cool world. I want to get involved with that at some point in time. And uh, so I'm 32 years old today. Um, When I was about 23, 24, I made the pivot and I left the uh, the sales uh, space, uh, real estate sales world. I made good money. Um, I I had uh, you know some success there, but I I I knew that wasn't my calling. I pivoted. I ended up working for a new company in a new industry how to work my way up from the very top, uh, from the very bottom and work my way up because we all can probably relate to this. When you start a new job for a new company, you don't automatically get the perks that you got before. Like You have to earn it. You got to prove yourself. right? So um, when I made that transition, I started off as an employee. uh, And then over the years, I was able to move up. And because I made so many mistakes, Paul, when I was 18, 19, 20, um, I touched the stove so many times, I I started to learn. Uh, I started to learn about credit. I started to learn about you know budgeting. I started to learn about investing. I started learning about you know saving money. And uh, over the years, as I was making more and more money, I was able to set aside a good chunk of money. Uh, had some investments. Had a really good credit score. And then uh, I knew that there was going to be a point in time where I wanted to start my own business. I wanted to be the captain of, of the, my own ship, right? So three years ago, I, I put all my chips in. I, I bet on myself. If you're an entrepreneur right now, there was a point in time where you bet on yourself. No one else believed but you that you were going to make it happen. You went all in. You gambled on yourself. So that's what I did three years ago. maxed out a bunch of credit cards at 0% interest, put a lot of my savings into it. And uh, that was three years ago. And, and here we are today.
0: Tell us a little bit about Quest Education. What, tell us what it is and who you, who you who's your target market? Who do you work for?
1: Yeah. So unfortunately, this doesn't apply for Canadians. I do believe that you guys have what's called an RSP, I believe. Yeah, the RSPs,
0: and, and you can do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I do
1: believe there are self-directed retirement accounts. So if you're Canadian, yeah. um, just Google self-directed Canadian retirement accounts and you know, Google will probably give you some good resources. So if you're American, the big problem that you have is if you have a retirement account, you really can't access it without paying penalties and taxes. And it's a lot of penalties and taxes to the IRS. We're talking 20, 30, sometimes 40% that you lose. And uh, so we show people how to access money in their retirement accounts penalty and tax free. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget there was this real estate agent out in Northern California and she wanted to take out $100,000 from her IRA and and put it into some kind of like grant cardone deal. You know like you know pool money together and buy a big apartment complex, right? It wasn't grant cardone but like that was the the investment kind of setup it was. So she went to her financial advisor. She's like, hey, I want to make this $100,000 investment in this real estate syndication. Can you help me? He's just like, we don't really do that. You know, The only thing you can do is just withdraw the money out, and do what you need to do. He's like, but I don't think you should do it, right? So obviously, he's talking her out of it because he wants to keep the money in house. So he makes money, right? So she ends up taking it out and she lost like 40% penalties and taxes. So then when she talks to us, we're like, hey, just so you know, you actually could have just Taken your IRA and converted it into a solo 401k or self directed IRA. And when you do that, there's no taxable event, so no penalties and taxes. And then from that new vehicle, you could use that $100,000 and invest it into that same real estate asset. And there's zero penalties and taxes, and the gains aren't taxed. She's like, why didn't my financial advisor tell me this? So then I just kind of helped her understand like that's not how they make money. Why would they teach you something? That loses them money that goes against their business model. So, you know, when it comes to credibility and helping people, it really helps just being genuine with our message, Paul. Like, we're not financial advisors. We're not here to sell you stock, real estate, insurance. You know, by design, we're not licensed financially. So we can just provide education to people, give them public information, give them the game, so to speak, pull back the curtain and teach them a lot of things that financial advisors and CPAs aren't teaching people. And then that way, the person that's getting the education from us can have some aha moments. Some light bulbs can turn off. And we just want to sell solutions. Maybe the problem that you're facing right now is you have high interest rate credit card debt. Maybe you need some funding to start a business. Maybe you want to use your retirement accounts to invest into real estate. There might be a way that we can help you structure your retirement accounts a little bit differently to get those results, to get you out of debt, to get you the funding. You know, to invest in real estate and not have to pay penalties and taxes on your hard-earned money.
0: I think you just got every Canadian listening to this excited because we have capital gains tax in a, anything that you do with, like, a, you know, real estate. If you buy a property and you make money on it, then there's a tax on that. At some point, if you cash it out, then it, it's taxable. So uh, yeah. and the, there's a, we have a current uh, an election going on at the moment here uh, federally. And uh, one of the parties is is talking about giving, uh, because there's a housing shortage, giving um, investors a little bit of a gap so that if you reinvested in real estate within six or 12 months, then they're going to take a, they won't tax you. So yeah. they're trying to make it a little bit, a little bit more attractive. So, and how do you, how do you attract people? What do you, what do you do to market yourself? Because. As you say, you're not licensed in in financial. So I can see the benefits of that, but there's maybe also potential questions that people have in their mind. So, how do you attract people, market people? How do you build your brand?
1: Yeah. So, one, referral partners have been huge for us, right? So, you know, referral partners in the business lending space, right? Like companies helping people get funding for startups and things like that. Um, Not a lot of people know that they could access their retirement accounts penalty and tax free and, and maybe use that money to start. An online business or start a food truck company, start any kind of business, right? So that's been a a good one for us. We just find different auxiliary services to to partner up with, add add some value to their network and and their offer um, and provide solutions for for their audience. Um, And then also branding, you know, organic social media, uh, just keeping it real with you, Paul. It's really hard for us to do paid marketing because, you know, when you start using words like debt, investing, real estate, finance, right? Like Facebook and and those big companies, they don't really like that kind of stuff. So we just haven't had a lot of success with paid ads. And and maybe you're listening to this right now and you can relate to that or you've never done paid ads. You don't need to do paid ads to get results. Um, You do need to have a personal brand though. And that's not going to happen overnight. So you have to position yourself as someone that is relatable, that brings credibility and offer value, right? Like you have to give people you know, some goods up front. You have to be willing to provide value up front. And if they can follow you and know, like and trust you along the way, then you know, there might be some room for, you know, an opportunity to work together. So, you know, personal branding has been a big part of what we've been focusing on, uh, especially this year and positioning ourselves to, you know, generate some organic traffic. So we definitely get some some business from. You know, people just reaching out to us, you know, just, hey, you know, I love the content you're doing, or, You know, whether it's podcasts, whether it's videos, and, and there's not just going to be like one video or one thing that you do in one day that's going to get a bunch of leads coming in. Like you have to consistently play the long game, right? It's, it's posting on social media, it's doing videos, you know, it's doing a podcast, it's being on a podcast, it's having your own podcast, you know, it's going to events, right? Like it, it's not something where it's like a magic pill you take overnight and all of a sudden you're getting business and i think a lot of businesses you know struggle with leads i know we do in the sense of we always can need more leads right so how can you define a good marketing plan um, to bring in more business and and to me that's where personal branding comes in that's the long game right
0: and you're absolutely right totally agree consistency is is key and your target market, who are the people that you are typically attracting? Is it younger, kind of under thirty five? I can't remember whether they're millennials now or not, but I keep losing track of all that. but
1: yeah, um, me, me, me and you both. Um, it's thirty five to sixty is our ideal range okay. just because you know we're going to be able to show the most value to someone that has a 401k from an old job or an IRA. you know, because if we can come out and say, "Hey, did you know that you can access that money penalty and tax free?" And if that person's like, "Whoa, I didn't know that. you're telling me I could access my own retirement money before I retire and it's penalty and tax free and I can use it pretty much however I want. like tell me more. Um, you know those are the kind of people that we want to get in front of.
0: And is it a membership type program?
1: Uh, no. so in terms of you know how you actually become a customer of ours is you know, jump on the phone with us. Um, and, and speaking with our team, and our team will take you know two, three, four phone calls and educate you. Um, and just keeping it real, we took an approach of, back to what I said earlier, just adding value and providing information up front. We actually don't charge any money until the, the customer is like, Okay, this education has been awesome. I really appreciate your time. We're the last few phone calls. I'm game. I'm ready. I want to work with you guys. And then at that point, you know, there's going to be some some account fees to actually set up the account, just like you're paying fees for your IRA and 401k. So the fees really aren't going to be a whole lot different compared to the fees you're already paying. Um, and, and sometimes that does come back and bite us in the butt, right? Like, you know, I'll have my team spend hours, you know, two, three hours on the phone with somebody and they love it. They're like, okay, awesome. Thank you. Th- thank, thank you for the information. But thanks, but no thanks. I'm not ready. We didn't make any money. We didn't charge that person any money to get that information. But I know we're doing the right thing by just being um, unified in the sense of people are either going to move forward with us because they love the information, or and, and they feel like we can help them, or they're just going to get off the phone with us and they're going to know more than they knew before. Like we're going to give them something, and 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 that's a big po- a big you know, that's important for us. Um, but going back to personal branding, Paul, um, this last year it's been nice. We've been able to add some other assets. Uh, I got my book. Um, that's been getting a lot of good feedback, a lot of information there that can help you. Uh, we have a course, um, you know, that's relatively, you know, pretty inexpensive that adds a lot of value. So there's a lot of different ways, you know, that people can get information and, uh, you know, I, I, do do my best. I enjoy writing content, you know, so there's a lot of, you know, free information that I give out to people as well. Um, so a lot of different areas that we can, you know, kind of provide, um, you know, some services to people.
0: And I would imagine you're you're of the school of thought that just because they said no now, doesn't mean they're not going to say yes later. Uh-huh.
1: you you uh-huh. Would keep those,
0: you will keep people in some kind of nurture campaign or keep in touch with them or keep providing yeah. value. Yeah,
1: yeah. If you don't have a CRM and you're listening to this right now and you're in sales or you have a business, like get off this podcast right now and go get a CRM. Like because Paul's right. Like. You know, you just have to keep adding value to people. Maybe it's just not the right time for them, you know, but if you just keep adding values, email campaigns, don't spam them, you know, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. And, and one thing I will say, we have a lot of real estate investors, a lot of real estate uh, client, you know, customers of ours. And I know you're really big into to branding. Paul's checking your stuff out and, and I love your message. Um, I'm going to pick on somebody right now and, and you might not like hearing this. Um, however, I've seen a lot of real estate agents crush it. But when we talk about branding on social media, if all you're doing is spamming people, and that's why I'm bringing this up because I'm like, okay, if you're going to put someone in a nurture email, don't just spam them every week and just say, buy my shit, right? Like give them some value, give them give them some information. Same thing on social media. If all you're posting every day, if you're a real estate agent is, hey, buy this house. Hey, check out this house that's listed for 361000 It's a beautiful four bedroom, three bath. People are going to get tired of your shit. They're going to be like... Yeah, I'm not going to look at that person's post cuz they're just going to sell me a house. If every single one of your posts is buy my house, you're going to get a lot of people, you know, t- turned off. People want to become a part of something where they can know like and trust you. They want to relate to you, right? That's why you got to be willing to be vulnerable and 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 you know be personable with people too.
0: So I have a kind of leading on from uh, your points about personal branding, a couple of questions I like to ask all my guests a favorite personal brand of yours or brand and and why
1: hmm um my first form um first form is owned by a company called Andy Frisella, and uh he's got a m- massive nu- uh nutrition company and uh i personally take the the product it's just a multivitamin and uh, I mean, it's been a really, really good thing for me. It's it's a big part of uh, my my routine. And, um, you know, he he has a great personal brand. He emails you every single day, right? But I actually look forward to the email because it's not selling me something. He's occasionally going to try and sell me something. But when he tries and sells me something, I don't get a bad taste in my mouth because he's added so much value along the way. And you know, you just think about it from a, a, a basic perspective. When you watch TV, you watch a show, eighty percent of what you watch is the actual show, right? It's it's Friends, the the sitcom, or whatever you're watching. It's the actual entertainment. The other twenty percent is buy my stuff. It's the ads, it's the commercials, right? And, and I think we should you know remember that as we're doing content, as we're you know doing email campaigns and social media. Eighty percent you got to entertain and give value you know, 20%, hey, here's how I can help you.
0: I love that. Looking forward to reading an email and not leaving a bad taste in your mouth. I love that. Do you have a favorite uh, book or uh, business book or book or podcast that you like listening to?
1: Um, Podcast, uh, Real Business Owners. Um, They have a really good uh, Instagram page as well. A ton of content. They own um, an eight-figure company. Uh, They have a few companies. They're in the uh, accounting space. And uh, their their podcast is, well, I think, top 1%, top 5% business podcasts. Uh, so it's called Real Business Owners. Um, they, they add a ton of value. They talk about entrepreneurship and hiring and culture and limiting beliefs and, and mindset and all the stuff that, you know, us salespeople and, and entrepreneurs, you know, try to get better at every day. I love
0: that. Uh, and it's smart, isn't it, from an accountant's point of view? Because it's not. It's covering all the areas that they're going to help you with, but they're providing value. So it yeah, yeah. makes a ton of sense. Um, a favorite uh, current resource or tool that you're using at the moment that you're enjoying using?
1: Calm. Uh, it's an app called Calm. I've um, been, been adding the uh, uh, meditating. It's part of my routine in the morning. Um, we all have different points in the day. We're a little bit more creative, a little bit more alert. For me, it's the mornings uh, compared to the evenings. So in the morning, so that's my time. You know, I do the gym, get home, you know, hang out with my daughter, kind of play fetch with my dog for a little bit. And then, uh, you know, I'll meditate and then I'll read. But uh, the meditation app called Calm has been, uh, it's been really nice to guided meditation.
0: And do you have a favorite quote?
1: Um, do it despite. Do it despite how you feel, whatever it is you know you need to do do it despite, right? There's always an excuse. There's always an inconvenience you're going through. There's always a, I just don't feel like it today. Whatever it is you got to do, that you know you need to do, what you want to do, but maybe you don't want to do it that day, that moment, just do it despite.
0: And you mentioned limiting beliefs. Uh, you know, perhaps might be a good place to kind of wrap up is what would you recommend? Because I know with with real estate investors in particular, and, and those that are getting started in real estate investing, they kind of question whether they can do it, or they they're always questioning themselves and having those limiting beliefs, or not thinking that they can make it or do it um, or do it despite. So, what what uh, advice would you give around limiting beliefs and how people can overcome those?
1: I, I always go back to confidence. Like right? Confidence. If we could bottle up confidence and just drink it whenever we're feeling low, like life would be so much easier, right? There's moments and times where, you know, I have a limiting belief, you know, but before I put my book out and, and you know, it became a bestseller, best-selling book, you know, I had some limiting beliefs. I'm like, man, who's going to buy my book? Like, really? I'm going to write a book? Like, who's going to Who's going to want to read what I'm going to put out to the universe? Right. So you, it's normal. We all have you know those those questions um, that we ask ourselves, and, and it's whether or not you buy into it. And if you come from a place of confidence, then it's a lot easier to dismiss that that voice in your head that is selling you a reason not to do something or selling you on questioning yourself because you, we all have two voices, right? We've got the The voice where it's like you know awesome great we're killing it let's keep pushing we're crushing it i'm gonna do it life's amazing right it's like the amazing voice and then you got the voice that's just like i don't know about that i I think you should take a break today i mean what 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 are they going to think about you if you do that what if you fail right like that that that's the uh the, the, the little bitch voice, right? It's, just, it's always there. And I have it. You have it too. It's just a matter of how much you control it and how much do you give into it. And I just know, and I know you know too, when you got the, the world by, by, by your hands and, and life's going great, you have momentum, you have confidence, it's going great. So how can you keep that going? And I'm just going to go back to improving your self-worth, feeling better about yourself. And the only way you can do it is if you earn it and that you can earn it if you just follow through with the stuff that you say you're gonna do.
0: Wonderful. So how can people get hold of you, Daniel? What's the best place to find you, Um, access your book, et cetera, what's
1: DanielBlue.me is the best place. That's uh, my main website. Uh, It's got access to the book. It's called Blueprint to Your Best Retirement. The book is super easy, simple to read. I I made it in a basic format so anyone can pick it up and and learn and implement it immediately. And it's not going to overwhelm you or put you to sleep. Uh, So it's got access to that, uh, access to my course. It's called The Quest Way, How to Make Money Tax-Free. Link to my podcast, How Winners Win. Uh, My co-host and I, Kita, we talk about ways to help people win in their personal life, their financial life, their business life. And then uh, it's got links to... You know, a bunch of my content, a bunch of my articles, free information, and then a link to my website, my company's website, Quest Education. So if you have a 401k from an old job or an IRA and you're thinking, wait, what? I didn't know I can access this money penalty and tax-free. I want to learn more. If that's you, um, you can click the link to that website, head over to Quest Education's website, and then uh, fill out some basic information, jump on the phone with my team and, and see if we're a good fit. And then all my social media handles are on there as well. Um, I'm very active on Facebook and Instagram. So if you guys do follow me there, um, I promise you will not be disappointed. And uh, you guys can always just shoot me any DMs. Uh, I always make it a point to be responsive and, and answer any questions I can and, and be uh, of help.
0: Wonderful. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for, for sharing your insight and your you know, inspiring story. And uh, have yourself a fantastic day.
1: Hey, Paul, well, appreciate that.
0: Well, what did you think? Was that brandtastic? Did it give you some ideas and actions that you can take right now to build your business and real estate personal brand? So what's stopping you? Get to it. And if you're wondering where your real estate personal brand currently stands and some steps to make it more brandtastic, you can download our free real estate personal brand checklist at reibranded.com forward slash checklist. That's reibranded.com forward slash Checklist. Thank you for listening and have yourself a brand-tastic day.